welcome to a WKXL Spotlight. The year 2024 is off and running. And as I like to tell my listeners on the Sports Machine with Slim every day, you got to try and find the good things that are happening out there in the world and surround yourself with as much of that as possible and steer clear of some of the negativity that's out there, be it on social media or in our day-to-day lives out in the streets dealing with people. So I like to have fun. I like to compete. And I like to try and stay in somewhat good shape. So today's episode with this WKXL Spotlight is going to be with a uh, group, an organization, and with a couple people here near and dear to my heart. Today, we will be talking about the Hampstead Masters Basketball League. That's right. Hampstead Masters Basketball League. We're going to give you some information about where, what, how, why, and all that. And today... To help us to get things get started uh, with the spotlight episode, we have Kevin Young from the Hampstead Masters Basketball League. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2024. We're off rocking and rolling with good stuff. So this is this is just going to be fun for me with back and forth. Tell us about how long you've been, if you can, been in the Hampstead Masters Basketball League, and just a little introduction about what goes on over there in Hampstead, New Hampshire, on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, so I, I started in the league in uh, 2011. Uh, basically, it's a 40-and-over uh, men's basketball league that we play uh, once a week on, on Wednesday nights. Um, we play in a very unique uh, gym. Uh, I think we're one of the few towns that has its own gym that is not associated with a school of any kind. Um, so it's it's kind of Hoosier-esque, I guess you could say, when, when you walk into this place. Yes, the walls are tight to the uh, the sidelines, <laughs> is how I might say it, especially <laughs> the, the baseline. There's only maybe... Th- four feet of space, five feet at most, until you're, you're running into the padded wall. So it's tight in there. But there is, you said a great word, the Hoosiers piece right out of the movie. When you walk into the gym, it, it, it's it's not huge by any means, Kevin, but I just get a f- special feeling in there because it you can tell the people playing in there love basketball. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great hang for, you know, all the guys get out of the house, you know, one night a week and, uh, be together and socialize for sure besides playing basketball and getting a little bit of exercise in that small gym. Let's talk about the criteria for what it takes to play in the Hampstead Masters <laughs> Basketball League. That's uh, The Masters classification signifies a uh, an age requirement, I'm assuming. Yes, it, everybody has to turn 40 dur- during the season to be eligible to play. Um, about uh, 50% of the league is made up of Hampstead, obviously, the town, you know, lets us use their facilities uh, at no cost. So, again, they want Hampstead players playing, which is usually not a problem for us. So, yeah, since I've been commissioner, yeah, about 50% has been from Hampstead and the rest, uh, you know, the surrounding towns all around. You know, Sandown, Atkinson, Salem, Plastow, Kingston, so... You look at the age breakdown of the people that are actually playing, and what would you say the majority uh, are of, of the age group as far as like either 40 to 50 years old, 50 to 60, or even 60 and above? 
Uh, yeah, we have we have we actually have a seventy five year old who's who's been playing uh, for a little while with us, and and a few guys, you know, uh, past sixty five. Um, but uh, yeah, the bulk about two thirds of the league is under fifty five. Uh, the average age since I've been commissioner has been around fifty, plus or minus a couple, usually on the plus side. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of you know some high energy guys, and then you have your your, your normal guys playing. Well, when you say high energy, I think back to myself and how I actually played in the Hampstead Masters Basketball League for a bunch of years. And I can remember, I'm 49 years old. For anybody that's listening right now, the sports machine was Slim. My actual name is Jim McIntyre, but I go by Slim on the radio. I am 49 years old now. When I came into the league, when I was 40, uh, Hampstead Masters Basketball League, I was a terror athletically, man. I was still feeling good, and I had my energy, and I felt like a champion. But as time goes on, I've noticed somewhere around that 45 years of age, Kevin, it seems like something just kind of downshifts a little bit. And uh, yeah, what, what I love about this league is that you said 65, 75. We just keep, these people just keep rolling out and showing up and, and keeping their bodies moving. Yeah, I was, I was much the same as you were when, when I started as well. I was, you know, took it very seriously. You know, I'm a very competitive person. I think the first couple of seasons I got a few technical fouls because I was so, so <laughs> intense. But uh, <laughs> they still let me back in the gym. So We're going to talk about the referees over there. So you have a pretty um, consistent refs, right? I know Danny uh, used to be the main guy over there. I'm assuming he's still involved. The, the refereeing piece of this for everybody, anybody listening out there is really important because when you get a collection of dudes together that want to play basketball, there uh, inevitably becomes a disagreement between whether somebody got fouled or not. And so when you have an organized league like this, you need to have referees. You can't have people calling their own fouls. And the, the refs for this league, Kevin, I have just always thought absolute top-notch in the way that they deal with the attitudes and the different people coming at them from game to game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, Dan, uh, Danny Christopher, who's been in charge of the ref since I've been commissioner and even before that, uh, does a great job. We usually have a handful of guys that come, and it's always, you know, they get to know us over the years, so... If they were to call everything like like a regular game, yeah, we'd be there all night, and the games would would never end. So they do adjust for us, and you know you can talk to them, and we go back and forth. There's there's laughing with them during the game and everything, so they're very understanding uh, for sure. But you know, at times they still have to give out a few uh, warnings and such to everybody because it does get intense. You know, being a competitive person uh, that we all are, uh, so. But yeah, he does a he does a great job, and that's you know one less piece that I have to worry about because he runs the whole thing. He gets the rest in for us, and I I know we're always going to have two refs show up every night. So, how long have you been commissioner for? Uh, so this will be six years. Uh, we took the year off obviously due to COVID. Uh, so six years. What would you say the number one reason was why people elected or named you commissioner? Um, I think mainly because I got along with everybody, I think, uh, and they saw my dedication in, you know, playing every week and, uh, my demeanor, I guess, uh, you know, it's a pretty, uh, 
thankless job, although people <laughs> thank me all the time when I when I do show up at the gym. But uh, you know, it, it's good to be able to keep this league uh, going for sure. Well, that's the thing. I just said upstairs, uh, Kevin, the uh, to a conversation I was having with somebody else. The desire, uh, the fear of loss is greater than the desire for gain. And I was talking about that from a sales perspective. But as we related here with this league, I, 100% is like, we want to keep the Hampstead Masters Basketball League pretty much just as it is. Like, the, you, you have apparently been chosen as the steward of this organization, which I take as a big compliment. I would if I was you. Certainly, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, you're going to maintain the integrity and just make sure that people continue to want to show up to, to, to play basketball in Hampstead. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely do take it as, as a compliment. Um, you know, before I was commissioner, we had a, quite a few years where we had guys that were kind of one and done. Um, so I think having some uh, tenure and continuity definitely helps. Um, but again, it, it comes back to the players, as you mentioned, you know, the guys that we've had around for a while, you know, since you, even before you joined the league, you know, we have some of them still there. And, you know, the way everybody handles themselves, you know, it just gets passed on when you, you enter the league. Uh, you just see what everybody else is doing and, you know, you try to just copy that. So wouldn't it be possible without having a good bunch of guys to uh, play with for sure? Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. It's kind of self-policing in that way with – with the players and the complaining is what I noticed as we start to transition towards a commercial. I didn't know that I would dive down this, but I can remember when I first got started in the league, Kevin, the first few games, I was getting all all upset with the refs. Like, what? what is it? And then after about four or five games, I realized, hey, listen, these guys are just here doing the best they can, and this is impossible. Like you mentioned, you could call a foul on every single possession. Like you could call 10 fouls on every possession if you really, really wanted to. Uh, I, I went up to one of the refs. I'm pretty sure it was Danny. I said, I'm going to tell you what, Danny. I am not going to say anything anymore. With, the, with the, any calls you make, I am not going to say anything. And ever since then, I really grew to have an appreciation for how the refs handle things down there, how the players in the league handle it. And Kevin, I think they did a heck of a job by naming you as commissioner. We're going to be talking with you a little bit more. we got to take a commercial break here on WKXL Radio. This is a WKXL Spotlight Edition with Hampstead Masters Basketball League. You can listen to us on nhtalkradio.com. WKXL's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Welcome back, everybody, to this WKXL Spotlight on the Hampstead, New Hampshire, Masters Basketball League. We're talking with Kevin Young, whose team currently sits in second place. Second place in the standings. We got a six-team league that we're going to dive in a little bit more in detail about during these next 10 minutes because it's cool to talk basketball. Old man basketball is how I refer to. Hopefully nobody takes it uh, any exception to that <laughs> type of characterization. Kevin, second place, you're at the J J&B Butcher team, right? Is that that's the team you're Correct. 
Yeah, so you, you're looking up at the standings in Keystone, P&E in first place, 13-4. Uh, and four. We get a 20-game regular season this year, right? Yes. Three more regular games. season games. And explain the playoff format to us. So the playoff, uh, the first and second place team get a bye, and the remaining four teams play a, a one-game playoff, and then the winner moves on, and the semifinals are best of three in the championship round is best of three as well. I know from my experience in the league, Kevin, that the regular season, most games were played at a certain intensity level. There'd be a couple along the way that people were a little more jacked up. But once the playoffs come in this league, it really is next. Everybody's operating on all-out max effort. Can you uh, comment on that at all, what your take is from the standpoint of like the difference between regular season and then the playoff basketball? Oh, for sure. It definitely gets up the next level. Everybody's, you know, giving it them all, especially in that first round game where you know it's one and done. Um, nobody wants to be sitting in the stands for the remainder of the playoffs. So, you know, this year, as in past years, you know, it's close. As you said, we have one team that's above us in the standings, but usually there's, you know, at least four teams that, you know, any given night they can beat anybody. And uh, that's how it usually goes. So we got six. It's rare when the it's rare when the number one seed actually wins the uh, whole thing. Six teams in the league. We're playing a twenty-game season. Each team starts out with nine players, right at the beginning of the year, and then sometimes Correct. there's some fall off if somebody got injured, and maybe a player or two gets added. But nine nine players, and you have an actual draft. So you go. It's a snake draft, right? Where six teams will go one through six, and then six gets the first pick of the second round and works backwards. Yes, and that that's me is probably my funnest night of the whole year is, is draft draft night. Sitting around, you know, coaches spend lots of time. Listen, all the players. We have a, a tryout for all the all the newcomers. If you want to play, you have to try out because the coaches need to see you know what level they're at. And uh, just sitting in the in the war room uh, when the coaches take their turns picking, it's a pretty fun pretty fun time. Let's transition a little bit towards the individual players there, as you talked about the draft, because I know uh, my brother Dave plays in the league. And in case you didn't know this, Kevin, my brother Dave happens to come on this show on a regular basis. He's in the top 10 fans of the show rankings every single week. He does predictions, commentary on football games, and he's usually pretty good. I'll say that. But he, I know, um, is he's the defending MVP in the league. And he's told me he was battling with some injuries, but he's come back and apparently his team has really turned things around. Um, what do you think about uh, just just the status of your own individual team and the players on your team, and then if you want to comment on any other players from, from the rest of the league, I don't want you to make anybody mad. You don't want to give them fueled motivation stuff. That is, that is correct, especially the guy you're going to be talking to uh, shortly. <laughs> <laughs> right, for people that don't know, we will have another individual from the Hampstead Masters Basketball League, who I refer to as Coach, will be coming up in a short amount of time here after Kevin. That's why I want to let you get your shots in at him while you still have control of the airwaves, Kevin. Yeah, his t- his team is in uh, last place right now. Um, <laughs> due, to, due to the fact, mostly because your brother's been out for, for a while uh, with injuries, but now he's back and, you know, his team played really well uh, upon his return. So, you know, they'll end up, they could end up being a fifth, but if they're the sixth seed, again, Nobody's going to want to play them with with your brother uh, 
coming back with something to prove. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll what about see what your happens. own team? Yeah, let's talk about your, any players. Who's having a good year for, for your team? For my team, uh, typical, you won't be surprised by this, John, you know, Johnny K. Uh, you know, he, the, guy's, the guy's 61 years old. If I can play like that when I'm six, I can't even play like that now when I'm 10 years younger than him. Such can a play smart like that. player. Half of that, uh, you know, he's just found energy. Um, so, uh, yeah, game. our team. Knows the game inside and out. Such a great decision maker. Handles the ball without turning it over. Doesn't force shots. He shoots when he needs to. It's like these are the types of people I think should be uh, more stories written about. You know, just like a dude who loves basketball, shows up, does the right thing. Great teammate. So Johnny K's on your team. Good for you. Good, good selection. You were the architect of your draft or what? <laughs> uh, no, I just you know usually with the co- the whole thing with the coaches is they have some of their players that they like to take, and I you know I always end up my coach always selects. Me usually if I'm available. Just <laughs> um, one of those things. Everybody has their their guys. <laughs> Who's the team to beat? We see this Keystone P and E team is yeah. sitting there with the record Keystone, thirteen and four. I mean, I mean next year. So Keystone has uh, they started off the number one pick with the, the returning uh, MVP uh, Pete North, uh, and then after that they have a newcomer. He played a couple games last year for us as an injury replacement. Steve Wilson, uh, he's he's just been unstoppable. He leads the league in scoring. Uh, little guy, but he, he's fast. He's one of those fast guys that we were talking about. Come into the league full of energy and just ratchet things up a few notches. 20 and a and half points he, a game, Kevin, just so you know. Steve Wilson averaging 20 and a half points a game. has yeah. 67 made threes on the season. Yeah. 17 games. Wow, so he's almost getting four a game. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, I'm like, some of these other guys who just jack up threes. Like if we were actually tracking percentages, he would be. He would have a high percentage uh, shot for wow. sure. I like the and personal then, fouls. Only eight on the season, so that's that's my kind. In sixteen games, eight fouls. That's that's playing the right way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then their their third pick, uh, Tim Malcolm, who's who's the son of one of the guys on my team, Fred Malcolm, who's been playing a long time was also in his 60s as well. So you have an actual father-son playing in the, in the league, which is pretty fun. Great story. How, how cool would that be? Anybody out there listening on the radio? It's like, you know, playing basketball, competitive league, getting geared up to go and play in the playoffs, and your son is in the league or I, on your team. I mean, LeBron James is hoping to stick around for another year in the NBA, isn't he, Kevin, yeah. just so he can play with this kid? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly who you think of. But, I mean, so next year <laughs> – so next year, two of those guys will be guaranteed going in the first round for sure. They're not going to fall to the second or third round. And then, you know, our, who we're tied with uh, Tully Electric, who the sponsor, Matt Tully, I mean, you know, he, you know him. He's a beast. Hell yeah. He brings it every game. Great guy to deal with, too. Just plays the right way. Yeah, the, the, the sponsors of this league, they all pay a fee to get their naming rights for their team. Keystone, P&E. J&B Butcher, Tully Electric, East Coast Lumber, Rockingham Roofing, and Baker Painting. We have pretty much the same sponsors almost every year, don't we, Kevin? Uh, it changes quite a bit. Uh, depending, oh. like, guys, past a few years, we've been pretty consistent. Maybe change here and there. But East Coast has been with us for a while, as long as I've been in the league. So they may be one of the original uh, sponsors, as far as I know. But, uh, 
Yeah, J&B's a, a, a new one to us this year. And, you know, it's always good to get a couple local businesses, you know, because you live in Hampstead, you go, you go into these places all, all the time. And, uh, yeah, the Reds are, are our players who are, who are nice enough to, to sponsor us. But guys are using those guys as well uh, for any of their home improvement stuff. Right on. So. It's nice to give them some shout-out here on the radio. we got probably yeah. two more minutes until Coach – comes on as your replacement. He's subbing you out of the game. He's coming in. What I mean, this is your chance to talk to the league. People out there are going to be listening to what Kevin the Commissioner has to say. That's your new nickname, guy, like Kevin the Commissioner. What the commission, yeah, people, people call me Commissioner when I show up on a, on a Wednesday night. Well, Commissioner, um, take, take us home, baby. we got about a minute left. Go get them. Yeah, I'm very excited for, you know, entering into the playoffs. And the other thing I want to mention, too, is, you know, Guys in the league, there's a lot of things that, that come up uh, during the year, personal stuff like charities and all that. Like, guys are very generous and, you know, we're giving back. We, you know, we give money to the town to support the Memorial Gym, which we play in, and there's, you know, different causes. Danny has a charity golf tournament guys are giving money for. I mean, it, it's really a great group of guys, and, you know, being commissioner is easy as long as we have this, you know, caliber of uh, people coming in. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that it's not just me running the show. I'm supported by uh, board members as well. So I, any changes or any any rules or anything, I, I'm always bouncing things off of those guys. So I'd like to shout out to them. Dave Snyder, Jeff Polkjopek, Jay Kimball, Brian Ducharme. So I thank them for their support as well. And, you know, this has been a, a lot of fun. Jimmy. Very classy. Time flies. I didn't realize it would go by this fast. Yeah, yeah, it goes by so quick. It's amazing. The radio, the radio is so powerful. Very classy for you to thank everybody for the help. You are Kevin the Commish. You're the man at the helm making things happen out there. Getting yourself on a WKXL Spotlight episode. We're going to be coming back in another minute here talking with Coach, who I'm sure will have some interesting things to say. This is New Hampshire Talk Radio. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. WKXL Spotlight. We'll be right back. And we're back here for the second half of this WKXL Spotlight. Hampstead Masters Basketball League edition. We just finished up our conversation with the commissioner of the league, Kevin Young, and he has been subbed out of the game. Whistle blew. We got a sub coming in for him. A longtime player in the league, somebody who's been my coach. In fact, I refer to him as coach because it's a name of respect that I think he has earned from me, Steve Tripodi. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I will tell you that uh, during my discussion with Kevin the Commish, I kind of put some bait out there for him to be able to talk trash about his his team. I think they're second in the standings, but he didn't really want to give any, I don't know, motivation to anybody else out there. He didn't take the bait. Uh, I think Kevin's team might have had a good run to start. I think it's been a little bit of struggle since then, so he probably uh, doesn't want to bite off more than he can chew. 
Okay, so I sensed that in his voice a little bit, almost like he knew he, he was defeated already, but trying to put on a, a brave outer shell for the listening audience. You know, you know how the, uh, the league can get, Jim. It gets, uh, it's like a tale of two seasons when you have a 20-game season like this. So. We talked a little bit about, just so you know, with Kevin, I talked a little bit about how when I was 40 years old, I came in the league just uh, with tons of energy, and then as time went on more and more, I started to feel my body slowing down. But there's people over there who just keep coming back and coming back for more. we got guys in their 60s, got a guy 75. I'm not sure exactly who that is, Coach, but what do you think about the age makeup of the team over there, and what does it say about you know just the people that want to be playing basketball when they get older? Jim, I remember way back when, when you came in the league, I think as an injury sub for somebody else who was a long-time member of the league. Um, and that was on my team, if I recall correctly. Yes. And, um, yeah, the, the, the disparity, it's funny, uh, you know, when you're 47, 40 doesn't seem that young. Well, when you get in your late 50s, these guys come in at 40 years old, it's like you're playing with a teenager. Uh, a lot of speed, a lot of size, you know, a lot of things you you don't remember other guys doing. You 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 know. You look back now, eight or ten years, and say, "Well, I, you know, I wish I could still do that stuff again." And your game has your game has to change a little bit. And that's what some of these guys that are that were physical players at forty, uh, at sixty, they're three point specialists or something, you know. And uh, they they change their game up like that. You you look at uh, a Sean. You know, Sean's been in the league twenty years. Uh, now he's you know one of the leaders in three point shooting, and he wasn't that before. So. It, uh, get guys change over, and they have to adapt uh, because their body has to adapt. We talked about the, with Kevin the uh, you know the master's requirement here. You got to be forty years of age and up to be playing. But when we talked about me coming into the league as a forty year old, it made me think. You know, this Hampstead gym, I've seen it on the weekends and the mornings being used by the Hampstead kids for first and second graders and whatnot. And then you've got the um, men's league basketball, who is open. I think any person 18 and above and the competitiveness in that league I used to play in that league a bunch off the charts competitiveness and then the masters comes in and it's 40 and above for the for the winter season but you're absolutely right when you're 40 you can play in that younger league and it's like okay I can do this but once you start hitting fast forward to it's like 47 48 49 50 I'm like oh man I don't really know that I'd want to be playing in the in the regular league but we got guys that are in masters and still playing in that Sunday league too I think with the younger players right and some of those guys are in their uh, late 50s and 60s uh, playing with their own kids. So that's even happened now in the uh, over-40 league. Uh, we have a player that came in the league at 40, and his father's still playing in the league, so they play against each other. We talked about that with the Malcolms. I, I referenced that to uh, LeBron James wanting to stay around in the NBA to play with Bronny. <laughs> I, I would certainly equate Fred to LeBron James. There we go, right? Well, I'm all about throwing the accolades at people. Fred is one heck of a shooter, man, and yeah, he just he knows how to play the game of basketball. That's that's what I love most about the the league is everybody that plays, and we got nine players on six teams, so my math says 54. For the most part, we got 54 players who know how to play the game of basketball in their own space. They're going to do their own thing. They got their own moves, and they just love being out there. Sometimes the physical exertion toll you know, affects our level of play, I'll say that. And that kind of brings me up to the, the playoffs coming up, Coach. Um, we can save that for the second part of this discussion, or we could work it in right now. How are you feeling about the status of your team? You're right now, you're in the basement, aren't you, 6-11? and 11? Uh, We are, yeah. We, we had a tough go. We have, we have a big guy on our team, uh, former MVP of the league, as you were. 
My brother yeah. Dave, we've mentioned his name too. Just so you know, I'm not afraid to drop that name out there. My brother Dave, he listens, he listens to the show. He's a big contributor. As you know, uh, probably two brothers, uh, the only two brothers that have uh, both had the uh, MVP trophy and championships, I might add. I thank you both for that. Um, thank you. So Dave, Dave had an injury at the beginning of the year, but he's coming back strong now, and we've won three out of the last four. Uh, and, and in one of those games, we only had five players, and that's what happens in this league sometimes. Jim, as you know, you have, you know, people have other lives. You know, they have things going on in their life. They have work, they have family commitments, whatever. So you end up, you don't have nine players every week. Sometimes it's eight, six, five. Uh, and, you, and somebody has, you know, that's not used to playing the whole game, like myself, has to play 40 minutes for the whole game. Um, so, but when, when, you know, when everybody can get their teams healthy and everybody's playing right, you know, the best teams get better, but just like the Patriots used to get better as the season goes on. They learn to play together. Um, and you know, it's, that's the best thing about the league is you're competitive with the guys you're playing against, but the guys that you're playing against this year have just as good a chance of being your teammates next year. And then they're, they're on your side, you know? Um, so there's a real camaraderie that gets built up over the years with that. Wednesday so nights, mean, Wednesday nights in Hampstead. That's when this happens with the, with the games. Then on the weekends, the guys will get together early morning, Saturdays and Sundays. I think the gym is open and there's definitely people showing up for, for practices, although it's not anything official as far as team practice. It's just Wednesday nights, the teams show up and they battle. Yep. Yep. Six. We start at six, uh, usually end up a little before 10 o'clock and, you know, now we're getting into the cold, snowy weather. We're still playing on those nights. Uh, and we also have the over 50 league that starts after the over 40, which is only a 10 game season, which I kind of like better. Um, but it, uh, again, it's a lot of the same guys and the same guys have played before. So it's, uh, it's, it's really, um, uh, an exercise where, you know, guys can get together as they get older and still have fun. So, so Hampstead, New Hampshire, I don't know, for people that don't know this, it's about probably 20 minutes, maybe 15 from the Massachusetts board. You can go towards Salem uh, if you want to go down towards the America, Merrimack Valley, or you could go over through Plastow to get over towards the Haverhill side of Merrimack Valley. But um, Masters, uh, Hampstead is, I think, an unknown town to a lot of people out there in New Hampshire, honestly, Coach. You, uh, you've you lived in New, in Hampstead for how long? I don't know even if, if you still live there, but it's a great little town. Almost 20 years. And, and you grew up there, right, Jim? So you played in that gym when you were a kid, didn't you? I moved there when I was 14 years old. But, yeah, I started playing in the high school league when I was yeah, 15 years old. Yeah, and that's a, you know that's a smaller gym than a regular-sized gym. So as you get older, it's it's a little better. Uh, you know, the leagues change a little bit. I think we uh, people rely more on a three-point shot, just like the NBA, compared to what we used to in that league. Um, but again, you know, the the, the 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 way you can have somebody who's forty years old play with somebody who's seventy-five is just great. So I've got along those lines, I've got a topic that we're going to be speaking about here. I feel the urge to talk about my commentary. In recent episodes of the Sports Machine with Slim, Coach, uh, that's the sports talk radio show I do here every weekday, 10 to 11. And mm-hmm. a week ago, I had a caller say that Caitlin Clark would score 50 points and a half against me nowadays. He heard me talking my, my basketball you know, bravado talk, and he called into the show and said that she would score 50 points and a half. I said, no way. She might get 50 on me in a game because I wear down, but she would no way get 50 on me in a half. 
What do you think? Which side of the coin are you on? Do you think she would get 50 on a, and a half against me or no if I was guiding her? With your neck now, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> I, it, that's about 50-50. That, that, uh, that young lady can shoot a basketball. <laughs> she can. I said, as I said on the show the other day, I would go over the top of picks. I would not let her take any threes. I'd go over the top of picks, and I'm much taller than her, and I would swat her shots into the front rows. I would send a three, four rows deep into the stands on at least a couple of them. Yes, she's going to get a couple over, but I am going to go over that pick and contest everything for the first three to four minutes. Then I'm going to be a little bit out of gas. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, de- definitely in a game, I think she'd get 50 on you. She would probably have from a timing challenge uh, where you would have the ball, et cetera, too. Um, but the uh, eight years ago, my money's on you, Jeff. There we go. That's what I've had a friend of mine, actually uh, the son of a friend of mine who said she would have struggled to get 10 points against me back when I was in my 20s. So I can always cling to that and be like, hey, the people that really know hoops, they thought I was I was pretty good. I didn't make mean to make this episode all about me, coach. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to shift focus and put it right back where it needs to be on you and the Hampstead Masters Basketball League once we transition back from this short commercial break. We are Delighted to have first Kevin Young was on, now Steve Tripodi talking basketball on WKXL Radio. It's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming right back with more. back to nhtalkradio.com if you're listening online on the airwaves might be 1450 AM 1450 103.9 FM Concord 101.9 FM in Manchester I love doing WKXL spotlight shows because we get to take a look inside some good things that are happening out there in society. And I'm going to tell you what, the Hampstead Masters Basketball League is one of these things. In the first half of our show, we talked with Kevin Young. We talked a little bit about the sponsors with Kevin. Now we're here with Coach Steve Chipotle, who I think can share even a little bit more insight into one of the particular sponsors in the league. Yeah, I think, Jim, uh, you know, one of these leagues can operate, you know, without a little bit of money, right? So we all pay uh, to join the league, but we also have sponsors who pay to sponsor our team, sponsor our shirts. Um, it helps pay, you know, the first some of the costs for referees who are excellent. You know, I always say those guys uh, really run the league. You know, they keep everybody in line, um, make sure that new guys know how the league is, you know, really a league of friends. Um, and we always say a gentleman's league. Uh, but, we, you know, we're sponsoring this year a team. Uh, Rockingham Roofing, which is my son's company, and uh, everybody in the league that, that can support uh, the sponsors do. So, you know, we, we've uh, done business with uh, league members this year. Uh, Eric Baker owns Baker Painting. People have used uh, his company uh, in the league. Of course, J&B Butcher, who's in town, is a butcher in town. People shop there. Uh, but other players like uh, Tully Electric, people use Matt uh, for their electrical needs. And, uh, of course, East Coast Lumber is right in town and and uh, Keystone is uh, Anthony's company, another player. So four out of the sponsors are uh, companies are owned by members of the league. So it really uh, helps 
support those uh, businesses, but the businesses help support the league as well. So as well. When I look to get more information about the Hampstead Masters Basketball League, I usually just go online and type in to the Google search, Hampstead Masters Basketball League. And what we'll pull up is a, a website, uh, leaguelineup.com, and HMBL is in there for Hampstead Men's Basketball League. I'm actually on that website right now, Coach, as you were talking. Oh, J&B Butcher, they sponsor a team. I've seen that butcher shop over there in Hampstead. I've never stopped in, but guess what? Next time I'm going by, I'm going to stop in because they're advertising on and they're they're sponsoring a team here with the league with Rockingham Roofing. My roof is going to need to get done at some point in the not-too-distant future. I know who to call. When I want to talk players on individual teams. I know who to talk to. That's Coach Steve Tripodi. If it's all right with you, Coach, I'm going to go down each each team real quick and just pick out one player on each team, and maybe you could give some comments on how they're playing this year, because I haven't been up to date with the, you know, the league action so far. Is that all right with you? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So let's start out here with Baker Painting. I see Jeff Steenson is on this team. He's played 14 games this year. What do you think about his production? Five and a half points a game. Uh, you know, Jeff can do a lot more than that. So Jeff's coaching this year as well. So, uh, and, and when you're a, a starter in the league like Jeff is, and, and you have to be uh, coaching as well as, as playing and trying to win games, uh, it can be a challenge. So I, I think we'd look for Jeff in the playoffs to be uh, more of an impact than what he has been so far. Uh, that, team's, that team's very talented, as you can see. You know a lot of those players, a couple of big guys on that team. So um, you got a couple of six foot five guys, and that's pretty big for this league. So that uh, I, I think Jeff will uh, increase his total, certainly his uh, three pointers and, and his free throw shooting as as we get to the playoffs here in the next couple of weeks. He does he it every days. year in the playoffs. I've never been on his team. I don't believe I did that back in the day when I was younger. I think I was on the same team once or twice with him. But um, in the Masters League, I've never been on his team. He is annoying because man, in the playoffs. The dude just makes tons of big shots to play against him. It's like, what? Uh, you weren't making that during the regular season. Then he just goes and he he's putting them in in the in the playoffs. Some people are just built for the playoffs, coach. Yeah, proud Londonderry High School alumni. There we go. Well, your team here. Let's go with your team, Rockingham Roofing. Who can I ask you about there? How about uh, Tim McDonald, who actually is a former champion? He was on the greatest team of all time down there, a team that I was on. I, w- I will hold true. We were on the we were the greatest team of all time. Tim McDonald, what do you think about him this year so far, Coach? Uh, Tim has been on uh, multiple championship teams with me. Uh, he's a, he's a linchpin. You know, he's always working hard. Uh, rebound has extended his shooting range a little bit this year, and as you can see by his free throw shooting, seventy five percent. Not bad for a guy in his fifties. Wait so, a second. That's that's prompting. A, Tim is shooting seventy five percent from the line. His very unorthodox free throw um, stance or <laughs> what's the right form? Form is the word I'm looking for. But twelve out of sixteen, a heck of a lot better than I'd be doing if I was out there, coach. A very effective uh, form, I would say. I, I should I should copy that form myself. As you can see, I am zero for one this year. Zero <laughs> for so. one. How many games have you played in roughly 15, 16? You you went to the free throw line. You've taken one free throw. What that means? You made a basket or you shot a technical? <laughs> it was the front end of a one and one, and I uh, I missed it on stage. There we go. All right, the East Coast Lumber team. Paul Wheeler, I see, is on this team. Gary Walker too. What do you think about that uh, that tag team duo? Uh, as you know, Paul Wheeler, spot up three point shooter, knows, knows the game, 
Um, big, big Syracuse fan. Um, you know, Jim Beheim guy. So he, uh, he, he studies the game. Excellent passer. Um, Gary also, as you can see, a couple of three pointers for Gary this year now. Uh, that, that wasn't the norm before when I talk about this league becoming more of a three point league when you have a, a big guy like Gary, six two, you know, 220 pounds shooting threes. That's, uh, that's a different kind of league now, Jim. So. I wonder if people out there in the listening audience, if they were able to broadcast these games live, like if we could do Facebook Live from the Hampstead Memorial Gym and just put these games on Wednesday nights, if they would really love to hear the commentary and the breakdown of the individual players in the league. I like to have this discussion because I think it's funny if they're listening to the show right now to hear us talking about them. What do you think? You uh, This next team, Tully Electric. This team has some different players I could pull from. Matt Tully, just a true professional. I know we talked about him, but what more can you say about this man? Uh, you know, Matt is a, uh, a, a premier athlete. That, you know, he was a competitive athlete when he was younger, uh, college football player. Um, you know, knows, knows how to compete. And again, here's a guy who's a big guy. Jim, you know, you're a big guy. You battled with him down low. This guy's got 16 three-pointers this year. He's averaging a three-pointer a game. You know, that, again, didn't used to be the case, right? Um, you look at some of these other guys. You have, you have a guy who's got 38 three-pointers on that team. We have a guy in the league who has 67 three-pointers right now. So the, the league is really changing to this. out. And, and when you take this smaller gym, you know, some of these guys are shooting from pretty far away. as the McIntyre brothers. You know, five, six, seven feet beyond the three-point line. So. Let it fly, baby. We got two minutes left, so we're going to go steamroll quick. Fast forward edition, J and B Butcher. That is Kevin Young's team, the Commish. What do you think about Kevin's performance so far this year? I, I, Kevin again, uh, a three pointer, um, shooting from the outside, and and you know Kevin, he's not a little guy. He uh, he can push around some people. So I, you know, you you battled with him down low. You know, uh, he works. So all, all these guys work. Some of these guys, you look at a Jim Ballon court. It's one of the fastest guys we've ever seen on the court. You know, and again. There you have Fred Malcolm on that team. And we talked about Fred, whose son's in the league now. So uh, 13 three-pointers for a guy hitting 85% of his three throws, by the way. Solid. uh, Kevin, I love I love the the look of exertion on his face. Kevin, you just know full effort. That's that's what is fun about the playoffs for me. And I know we're gearing up because the playoffs will start in just a couple weeks. Here is you see these guys; they want to win so bad. And then as the half goes on into the second half, you see like yeah, the the shirts are all sweaty. <laughs> just just you can see the exhaustion and how they came out all fired up at the beginning and then kind of wearing down as the end of the game goes where people are struggling. And we're going to be uh, struggling to try and beat this Keystone P&E team is what I'm hearing, Coach. They've, they're loaded, huh? Uh, again, I mean, when you think about a league that's over 40 that runs the guy 75, every starter on this team's in their, in their early 40s, Jeff. So this is a fast team. Uh, they've got the, the rookie of the year, probably the MVP and Steve Wilson. Um, the former MVP, Pete Nork, who won last year on that team, and Fred Malcolm's son, a very athletic uh, guy. A lot, a lot of good players on that team. Uh, Going to be hard to beat Jerry Collins, excellent coach, has been in the league 20-plus years. Um, you know, knows, knows how to coach a team, knows how to win a championship. So it, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, I'd certainly like to see him in the finals myself. Uh, it's going to take some work for us to get there, but I think they can almost punch their ticket all the way through. I'm going to ask you 
a trivia question here and see what comes to memory. Jerry Collins, as you mentioned, the coach of Keystone P&E, has played 14 games this year. I'm seeing a zero stat line across. Jerry, zero points, zero threes. He has one personal foul on the season. Do you know who he committed that foul against and what was the reason for it? <laughs> against me, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intentional hard foul on one Steve Jaboti. No, I don't know what it was. I just thought, I, I bet you Jerry knows. I bet you Jerry knows. I love playing with that guy too. Everybody in the league, coach. You were out the door here in about 10 seconds. You want to take us out before I do the call off sign stuff? Yeah, Jim, I really appreciate you talking about the league. I wish you were still in. Appreciate the Right on. Thanks for coming on the show. The WKXL Spotlight, Hampstead Masters Basketball League. Anybody out there in the league listening, don't be afraid to tune in to the Sports Machine with Slim. We do sports talk radio every weekday from 10 to 11. Right here, WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, or you can listen live online, NH for New Hampshire, talkradio.com, nhtalkradio.com. We'll be back with more WKXL Spotlight Editions in the future. Have a good 2024 out there, everybody.